Good morning. My name is Katie. I'm a compulsive reader. Hi, everybody. Um, God, it's <laughs> so character defects, man. Sometimes they uh, they stick around. Um, I I'm feeling nervous this morning. Like, I feel like I don't have anything to say, even after you know almost 19 years back in program. Um, and that's that's my complete ego. And, and I've had this feeling before when I speak. It's like I have this expectation that I'm going to give this amazing share that's going to inspire everyone to this blissful, you know, uh, carefree abstinence. And, you know, that would be great if that happens. Um, but it's really up to our individual higher powers what happens in our own individual programs and abstinences um, after after today. I also want to point out that we're all abstinent right now. Like, I love that it's a chip meeting that we celebrated and stuff. Um, but we're all absent right this moment. I don't see anybody eating anything. And um, so even if you binge on the way to the meeting, then the day starts over right now. Um, and, and thank you all for showing up for that. So I just, you know, if, if, if nothing I say resonates, just keep coming back. That's, I think that's the secret to success in this program is keeping, keeping coming back. Um, and then you gotta do a little more work too, like, you know, do the, do the steps and, be, and, and get a sponsor and do service and stuff. But that's, you can't do any of those if you stop coming. Um, so, oh, so I have pictures that should uh, hopefully fill in any gaps, or at least at least qualify that I am indeed a compulsive reader. So, um, so the first time I remember food being an issue was, I was like in first or second grade, and I was at a doctor's appointment, and my the doctor told my mother that I was overweight, and um, that I could lose that weight by not having seconds and not having dessert, and, you know. I, the only thing I can think of is that I was not, in terms of my weight, I, I must not have matched up on some height weight chart because I'm looking at pictures of myself at that at that age and I'm like, I look like a normal little kid, you know? Yeah, I'm not skinny and bony, but it's like I don't like I don't look like a, I'm not over I don't look fat I don't look like a fat kid, right? Um, but suddenly at that moment, it was not okay to eat what I wanted when I wanted it, and I may have been doing compulsive eating before that, but you know who knows. Um, and my parents did, they didn't become the food police. I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I did get praised if I did indeed turn down seconds or dessert. Um, and I think they, they, and they were, they were reinforcing good behavior, which is a good parenting technique. And, you know, the more I think about it, there was really no right way to handle that. Like I was, I was a compulsive reader and I was probably going to be whether or not the doctor said anything about my weight or not. And no matter what my parents said about, you know, my, my eating habits. So, um... So I was, like I said, a pretty normal little size little kid. I got a little chubby as um, a preteen. There's a picture in there where I feel like I, I feel like my body was kind of rectangular, you know, just <laughs> no no shape, you know. Um, and then, you know, when I hit puberty, I got taller. I got hips and breasts. I, I kind of thinned out and um, looked really normal. Like I graduated eighth grade in a size six petite dress, but I thought I was fat. And um, and I don't think it had anything to do with, you know. Um, you know, society having an expectation, or the movies, or, the, or or magazines, or whatever. I was I was doing compulsive eating behaviors, and just hadn't shown up on my body yet. Um, you know, I was the kid who could, I would hang out at the dessert table or snack table at a party, and if it was a holiday that had candy, you know, my stash, you know, like lasting a week was a long time for my stash to last. Um, and that meant I got a lot. So. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just overeating a lot, and and I, as a teenager, I probably bulked up a little bit, but I was I was active enough, and I don't know, maybe I 
didn't overeat as much as I could, whatever. But I was still, I was still binging. You know, I would eat out of the cupboards at home. Um, if my friends and I had, again, at parties, eat a lot of food. Um, I remember resenting my brother because uh, he could eat so much. I mean, the, but you got to be realistic. The boy is now 6'5 as an adult, um, and he was really athletic. So he was like running a rowing crew for two hours a day, and he just needed to eat a lot more than I did. Um, um, in fact, one of the, one of the amends from, I made to my brother was like, I said to him one day, like, I hope when you get older you get fat, because I was just it just bothered me so much that he could eat and not get not get heavy. And part of it's metabolism. There's I think there's comes some compulsive overeating men in my family, and just it, this they can eat and it doesn't show up on them and whatever that's that's how it is um anyway uh so the first time i heard about overeaters anonymous was actually in high school there was a one of my teachers had a poster outside of her wall and it said anorexic bulimic try overeaters anonymous now i wasn't practicing anorexia or bulimia um and in fact at that time those were really the only kind of like eating disorders that anybody talked about um and you know and that that was a problem you know we had there's a friend in my group who we, we suspected was bulimic and we talked about that you know because that was a problem um and, and i and part of me kind of related to like the kids with quote-unquote problems you know the kids that were getting abused or did were you know drinking a lot or smoking or doing drugs or were anorexic or bulimic and but since i wasn't doing those things how do i ask for help about it um you know, how do I ask for help for just being someone who can't stop eating, for being a fat slob, for being, you know, whatever, whatever names I called myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so, but I think the term in that poster said, oh, the term overeater caught my attention. And, um, you know, back, this is, this is, this is like in 1990, right? So this is pre-internet and thank you. Um, and so I think, I think what you had to do is you had to call the number and, Left, left left an address and name and stuff and um they sent me a meeting schedule in an unmarked envelope and again this is where i'm really grateful my parents were um you know i have a pretty i have a pretty functional family in terms of you know the, the on the scale of dysfunctionality you know it's like if the if the, if the norman rockwells and you know, the non-existent are here and like you know the, the mansons are way over here my family's about here so um Anyway, my parents gave me my mail. They respected my privacy. They didn't ask any questions. Um, and I, <clears throat> I went to a meeting actually in this room, probably next door. Anyway, here at this hospital, um, the Saturday before Easter of 1990. And it was weird. I'd like I'd seen movies with people going to AA meetings, and I'd heard a little bit about AA, and definitely had some judgment. I would cop to that. Um, and I remember trying to make myself as, well, I don't know if I tried, but I made myself as different as I could. Like I was the youngest, I was the straightest, I was the singlest, I was the whateverest. And however, everybody in this room, I had something in common with everybody else in that room. We all did destructive things with food to ourselves and we all wanted to get better, at least in that moment, right? Um, so yeah, I don't. I think I, I think I didn't go back to another meeting until I'd actually graduated high school. But I did. I, I, as soon as I graduated, I started going to more meetings. Um, I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. Lost a bunch of weight. Started college looking fan freaking tabulous. Um, and there's there's some pictures in there at my height. And I got down to my lowest adult weight while I was a freshman in college. And and um, what do you call it? Uh, basically, sometime during my freshman year, the the pink cloud burst. You know, life life started happening um you know school started getting a little hard that cute boyfriend i had just 
wasn't really working out and I kind of knew it even though I didn't want to admit it because God, we look so cute together, right? Um, and I had a boyfriend, like a guy wanted to be with me. Like how awesome is that? Um, there's more to that than in a relationship I've discovered. So, um, and then my, my grandfather passed away, um, not completely suddenly, but it, was, it, it happened really quickly. And, you know, that caused a rift in my mother's family, you know, that brought up some kind of things that were going on that, you know, I wasn't completely aware of, uh, but I became more aware of it. And that was all on my first fourth step, all those resentments. Um, and I started eating again. And I... And I'm pretty sure I broke that abstinence at um, my grandfather's memorial. And what was so fascinating, I, re- I remember this very clearly, is that there were people who hadn't seen me since I'd lost weight who were trying to reconcile this thin person who was eating just so much. Like I, mean, I had one aunt was, who was like, wow, the food in the dorms must be really bad, huh? Because I was just like scarfing um, these hors d'oeuvres. And, and I was really sick afterwards. And I and I, I remember it took me a while to call my sponsor back again, and because I was just so scared to tell her what I'd done. And um, when I finally got when I finally got the gumption to call her, she wasn't there. And then when we finally got in touch, she told me she couldn't sponsor me anymore. Um, it had nothing to do with me breaking my absence. It was her, it was her own reasons. But um, okay, so then I was without a sponsor for however long, and. Um, and I just was eating and eating and eating and eating, you know, maybe a day or two here of abstinent, but, you know, binging my brains out. There were vending machines. There was, you know, the cafeteria, you, you could eat all you wanted. You could take food out with you. Um, there was a grocery store, tw- you know, two blocks down the, down the street from school. It was really easy to just walk there and get stuff if you wanted. And um, I, I just kept eating, um, but I kept going to meetings. And, you know, one day in my sophomore year, I woke up and realized, you know what? I don't have to go to meetings. There is no law that says I have to go to Overeaters Anonymous. Um, no one's going to come and take me away if, if I stop going to meetings. And and I was, up to that point, I was trying. I mean, I was going to meetings. I was trying to get a sponsor. I was, like, trying to make, I was trying to connect with people. Like, um, I went to school in the East Bay, and there's, there's, at least back then, there was, there's a lot of meetings there, and there were a lot of young people in those meetings. And, you know, it seemed like every time I connected with somebody and made their my friend, they would leave. They'd either leave the program or move or drop out of school or graduate or something and um and but i was trying and and literally i think the only thing i did wrong was decide to quit because who knows maybe that next week i would have found the perfect sponsor and like had you know found these great friends who did stick around and i don't know i just quit so again thank you all for showing up today please keep coming back um and yeah so i decided to quit um and i like to say i had the you know, since I'd had about the freshman negative 15 and the sophomore 70, and I gained a ton of weight that year. Um, also, to, to demonstrate how dysfunctional I was, I, I had a roommate who um, was a serious slob, incredibly angry, um, and she was also a compulsive overeater. I didn't really like this woman that much. Is that five minutes left? Wow, that, two minutes left? Five left. Five left. Okay, great. Wow, this is going by quick. Because um, I, I kind of want to, well... I said in the beginning, work the steps. That's <laughs> if I don't get to my step experience, if I don't get to I don't get to that. Um, anyway, this person was she was a really angry woman, but she had a car and would drive me to the store anytime we wanted, right? And I was also dating an active alcoholic and drug addict who was verbally abusive and one time physically abusive. And but that was the stuff I was accepting. I was accepting those kind of relationships. And I recall having a pretty light course load, which is probably the only reason I um, I, uh, I passed my classes that year. Anyway, fast forward to. Um, you know, I basically ate more. I gained a lot of weight. My highest weight I saw on a scale was 189 in my senior year in college. Um, I, I'm sure I went higher than that, considering how um, sedentary I was that following summer. Um, 
but skipping over some other stuff that happened, uh, what happened to get me back into program was um, I I lost a little bit of weight, got kind of kind of back to where I'm now. I got to where I'm now doing this um, a a commercial weight loss program, but I was starting to do things with food like you know this, they say where you're in recovery the disease is doing push-ups. I mean I guess I was sort of doing a something healthy with the with the with the pain away, but um, I uh, but I started suddenly started things started happening that I had never done before like just getting dressed enough to not you know, to be decent and you know, going out to the store and buying more food that I could possibly eat. You know, having this, the, the, the story ready for the store clerk. And, oh, my friends are going to love this when they come over. And they never ask, but I don't know why we, a lot of us think they're going to. Um, you know, hiding from a cute guy, you know, because they didn't want to see me, him see me in the store buying the stuff, you know. Um, and so what happened is, is I, I was telling God I wanted to stop eating compulsively. Um, oh, the other thing I did is like, Pants that were loose in the morning would be tight in the in the evening because I ate so much while I was at work. Um, so I remember, I remember telling God I wanted to stop eating compulsively, and um, and I remembered OA. I remembered the whole concept of the physical, emotional, and spiritual um, aspects of the disease. But I, you know, I was going to take care of the physical. I told God I want to stop eating compulsively, but I don't want to. I don't want to go back to OA to do it. I'm not going to go back to OA. I'm going to take care of the physical with this commercial diet program. I'll take care of the emotional with therapy, which I was in at the time, and I'll take care of the spiritual with this church group I'm going to. And I am not here to endorse or oppose any of those things. Um, there's that, there's plenty of space for that, you know, as an outside thing, you know, if, in program. But they weren't keeping me abstinent, you know. Um, and a month after I told God what was going to happen, uh, on May 1st of 2000, I walked into the Monday Night Kaiser meeting, and I haven't left. You know, I, I, similar to my first first meeting I thought it was a little weird and having a little judgment mostly about myself because the fear was all about like you know what if this doesn't work and I was pissed I had to be there um and I don't know what I said to the newcomer greeter but I remember her saying to me she just smiled and said thank you I'm glad you're here and um I've never wanted to leave like you know I and I've run the gamut between god I hate all you losers you fucking uh, to like I love everybody and I'm kind of in the middle you know um, it's really another bozo on the bus, and I love that. I love that term. It kind of makes me smile to think about. Yep, we're all just mm-hmm. a bunch of bozos on this bus, and here we go. Um, and I do need everybody. Like my concept of higher power has evolved um, from. Like I never stopped believing in God. Like I always knew there was a God, um, but it had to. Ev- it had to evolve into not just being this this being up in the sky way out over there, um, to letting it be you know, the group. And, and I think for anybody who's an atheist or agnostic, um, I think that's, that's a concept. I, and I've heard, I've heard atheist agnostics talk about this as their higher power because they just don't believe in God. Um, but it's like, yeah, you know, I can put all these chairs away. But if, you know, Andrew here helps me, it's even easier. If y'all got up and helped me too, we're going to get it done so easy. It'll be, you know, we won't even, it won't even feel like work. So that, that right there knows there's a higher power. And so, so in, in, in in that way, I had to learn to, you know, see God with skin on, all, all the different ways you can look at the group as a higher power. And that, I, so, so when I was praying to God about, you know, stopping overeating, the reason it, I wasn't struck abstinent in my bedroom on my knees or sitting at the beach was because God wanted me to be here with y'all, learning how to do this one day at a time. And and one day at a time, it's it's happened. I have a little over, you know, 18 years of abstinence. It's not squeaky clean. Um, and you know, like it's not bite for bite abstinence, but it's like, it's, I haven't had a binge in 18 years, which is like, holy crap. Um, um, 
And yeah, and it, and I didn't, and it didn't come immediately. So you know, my absence date is um, August 11th of 2001. And if you recall, I came back in May of 2000, so it took a while. Um, all right, so let me just, I'll just wrap up saying I'm so grateful to be here, um, and thank you for letting me share. If you hated everything I said, um, there's a bunch of other people here that are going to share later. So um, I'm looking forward to what they have to say. Thanks.